Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. You've got Megan here, manager of Sharp Best Health. And this is Emily, wellness support specialist with Sharp Best Health. So today, Emily and I are here to talk to you about staycations. Right. And I don't think we need to really explain why we're talking about this, but it's obvious right now with travel, the, maybe the best way to travel is to stay in the house. But it's also important to take time away from the office. And so while Sharp is full of dedicated healthcare providers, the fact that things that have been so challenging in the last few months makes taking time for yourself even more important. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is one of the things that I, I think it, uh, requires a little bit more attention. When we talk about health and well-being, one of the things that we don't spend enough time talking about is uh, the value of taking time, actually literally taking time for yourself, right? Um, there's a whole body of research that talks about the importance of taking time away from your work and how that can actually make you, one, better at your work. There's research that says that you come back mm -hmm. more productive and more focused, um, but it also can help you improve your sleep. It can make you more, um, it can help you have a little bit more positive outlook, which might be something some people need right now. <laughs> Um, and it helps obviously, um, with your physical well-being and specifically there's been research on its effect in lowering your blood pressure, not just while you're on a, on, on a vacation or on, on a staycation in this case, but after you return as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it makes sense, right? Taking time away from your work and really taking time away from your work. The time that you get when you're on vacation, it's not just the taking time away from the work, but it's taking the time away from all the other day-to-day -day responsibilities that you have, cooking, um, cleaning, all those little things. It gives your mind a chance to uh, relax and feel refreshed. I know even just taking a day or two can often be a quick reset, and so I think sometimes it's hard to justify taking time off right now when we can't really go anywhere, but the opposite is actually true. For many of us, this is so necessary to take time to give your mind and body a space to take a break. Yeah, and you know, um, Chris Howard has been talking about how important it is to practice self-care and take time for yourself, and uh, doing so can, I, again, it's, we. I think we tend to think about doing this as something that is, um, I hate to use the word selfish, but I think sometimes we think taking time for ourselves is selfish when what it really does is kind of reflects that classic, um, you know, put on your own oxygen mask first uh, on an airplane. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing. You have to take care yeah. of yourself in order to take care of others. Mm -hmm. So you're doing good, not just for yourself, but for your family and for your patients too. Yeah, that's exactly right. And actually, it's actually mandated by the American, uh, it's the American Nursing Association of Ethics. They say that it's, uh, you need to, as a healthcare provider, take the time to practice self-care because if you don't, it doesn't allow you the space and the capacity to care for your patients. 
like you would if you were taking care of yourself. So you're exactly right, Megan. It's not selfish. It's actually it's it's, ethical. It's for so, you. so needed. <laughs> it is ethical. It's a mandate. Well, so you have to do this. <laughs> that is no, Now that is news to me. I, I'd never heard anything in terms of sort of an, an ethic standard around uh, taking time for yourself to practice self-care, but it makes all the sense in the world. Um, and, and so I guess kind of getting down to it then, um, kind of understanding the, the science and the rationale for um, taking time for yourself right now. And, and, and you made a great point that it's a little bit hard to think about taking time away from work and, and taking time for ourselves right now, because we tend to think about time off, quote unquote, whatever that looks like, as um, taking time off to go somewhere and possibly go somewhere big. Right. And, and staycations. Mm-hmm. Have you ever taken a staycation, Emily? I don't know if I remember since we've worked together. Have you? Well, in the last few years, I haven't, but I grew up taking staycations. My family used to spend a few days over in La Jolla. Oh. Um, we had a friend that worked in a, in a hotel there. So that was sort of what I always knew as vacation growing up was that it was actually a staycation but so, so it was here in San Diego yeah and and um I always forget that you grew up here and and we'll get to this in a minute but what a perfect place to have a staycation um right <laughs> the, the reason the reason I'm asking is because I think that um I just sort of wanted to know if you had ever had a staycation um a lot of mine have personally they started as staycations as I'm just going to take some days off to myself and what I have learned about myself mm-hmm. is that I am very bad at taking staycations. And the way in which I am bad is I have always assumed that staycations did not require planning, did not require effort. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the reason that uh, people sometimes don't take a staycation um, and maybe right now are, are thinking about it, knowing that they are a little bit burned out, knowing that they need some time off, but are saying, well, I can't go anywhere. So why, why would I take time off right now? You know, I think that part of that is born out of, you know, not the, the proper planning. And it, but if you do the right planning and if you think about it in the right way, I think you can have a really fabulous staycation. So do you, um, Emily, do you think we should kind of go through some of what we have researched and found in terms of how to put together a really good staycation plan for um, yeah. during this very unique and interesting time right now? <laughs> Let's do it. That's a great idea. Okay. So, you know, I can kick us off. Um, there's a... Um, if you, we'll put a link in the show notes, but on SharpNet, we created a whole page dedicated to how you could stay well with staycations. And it's kind of broken down into three sections. So maybe we could just go through those sections. And the first one is about making a commitment to the staycation. Emily, you said something, Mm -hmm. you said something about, you know, it's not just going somewhere or being somewhere different. It's also about the absence of uh, your day-to-day requirements, like, you know, doing your usual chores Mm -hmm. and getting errands done. Um, And I think that where staying at home doesn't feel like a break is if you stay at home and, uh, you know, you still have to, you know, run those errands and you still have to, you know, clean up after yourself and you still have to do the things that you don't really treat it like a staycation. You just treat it as more time to take care of things. And so 
some of the recommendations is to kind of treat the time frame that you're going to take time off and take time at, at home or close by the same way you would if you were leaving town. So, you know, it, that should include, you know, considering stopping the mail. It should include um, uh, changing your relationship to your smartphone, maybe turning off your phone, mm-hmm. turning off your alarms, off your, your social media accounts, um, or at least reducing those uh, the way you might if you were going away somewhere. Um, getting errands done and kind of preparing for that week, going to the grocery beforehand, um, you know, running any, any, um, you know, errands to a laundromat. I don't actually know if laundromats are open right now, but you know what I mean. (laughs) Basically create the space and whatever time amount that you take to be a real vacation so that it doesn't just become Time right. that turns into more time to deep clean, more time to do house projects, more time to just get get yeah. your home, your life work done instead of just your work work done. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. And I think even experiencing that even on like a on a weekend basis, um, I know when I wake up on Saturday morning and I have a sink full of dishes and laundry to do, it just makes the weekend not feel like a restful weekend. But if I can do it ahead of time and get everything done, then, you know, the weekend feels much more like a break. So I can only imagine how much more beneficial that would be if you were doing an actual staycation of making that a priority so that it's not something that you have to worry about. And you can because so much of staycation vacation is the mental break. Absolutely. Um, it's not just right. You can be sitting on the beach in Fiji and not really be on a vacation because your mind isn't taking a break. And so a huge part of that is creating the space for your mind to feel relaxed. And by checking some of those to-do list items off, then you are giving yourself essentially a little bit of a break. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know why I even said my stuff, Emily, because you just said it perfectly. Yeah, I completely agree. Um so, and, and I think that's such an important point. Uh, I can't tell you how many trips where I've wasted the first three days or so of the trip. Just thinking about yes. work, thinking about what's in my email. Did I forget to lock the back door? Mm-hmm. What's going on with my pet? Yeah. You know, it's like, um, but yes. if you can plan to account for those things, then um, you can have a kind of much yeah. more fully realized mental break. Yeah. Definitely. So it's just being intentional, like you said. Absolutely. Um, about creating that space. So I can move on to our second point, which is making the most of where you live. So <laughs> we talked a little bit about this earlier, but lucky for us, San Diego is actually a destination vacation spot for many that we just happen to live in year round, which is wonderful for us. Um, and that means there are a lot of things that we can do here locally. Um, that are still safe to do. And so maybe on your staycation, you create a plan of how you can incorporate some of these activities into your days. So some of them are going to the beach. So the beaches have opened up. You are allowed to go um, and sit as long as you bring your mask and you can keep six feet away from everybody and you're with your household members. So this is something that I like to do on the weekends or you know, on the, on, even on the weeknight and just bring a little bit of food and it's just a little quick mental reprieve. So especially, you know, one perk of doing this too, is if you take a staycation and you do this in the middle of the week, you may find that it's a lot less busy. So that is also 
a huge perk <laughs> to, you know, I'm sure the beach at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday is much less busy than Saturday morning. There are a lot of hiking trails here. Some of them are open, not all of them, but most of them are open. So you can visit sdparks.org to see which ones are open. And so that's a great option to get out and to get active. This is a great physical exercise, but it's a huge mental break as well. Um, there's a lot of research and studies that show that getting active is really great for your mental and emotional health. You could road trip, but still stay close. <laughs> uh, so there's our local San Bernardino Mountains, and they offer really great trails and water and trees. So if this is something that you'd like to get away for the day or for a couple of days, if you want to go camping, um, this would be a great option. And then some of our local attractions are still open. So Balboa Park, the zoo. I believe the zoo is open, just not the indoor That's, facilities. You know, um, the botanical garden. We, we should say, you know, this is, we're recording this on July 15th. And as I think everyone yeah. listening to this, things move and change almost daily. So if you're <laughs> listening to this on July 19th and everything we're saying is completely irrelevant, we apologize in advance. But but yes, I think as yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I believe you are correct, Emily, it's, it's, it's the indoor spaces that are um, really seen as, uh, to if you can forget the cheesy expression, danger zones. And so I, I believe the zoo are right. open on the outside spaces. Right. So, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's great news for us. There's a lot of really great outdoor spaces here that we can utilize. So, again, this would be something where you would want to sit down before you do your staycation and think about what you want to do and actually make a plan for it. And make a plan. Um, and maybe add some special elements into the day so that it's, it feels a little bit different. Yeah, and, you know, making a plan, I didn't mention this um, when I was kind of giving the first round of, of recommendations, but making a plan with your um, household members, too, is really important. Um, you know, having some sort of agreement or understanding, because if you're taking time off, but your children and or your partner are not, guess what? It's it's going to be it's going to be different, especially if you don't communicate about this. Um, I kind of was thinking about it. You know, one of the recommendations when you're trying to lose weight is to be very verbal about your goals and like let people know this is something I'm working on to you know help with my health. And people tend to be more supportive. Um, it's helpful and it's in the same fashion to say you know I'm taking this time off and you know I want to coordinate accordingly with all of you to take care of my mental, emotional, mm -hmm. and physical health. That's a great point, Megan. Thank you. Um, you know, one thing actually, Emily, that I do want to just tack on to as well. Um, it's it's all it's weird to talk about outdoor activities when anything anything east of of, of the eight essentially, or, or, or excuse me, anything east of uh, the eight hundred five or the fifteen is is very very warm. But mm -hmm. the truth is, um, you know, the San Bernardino Mountains, and I think even the Laguna Mountains elevation is a heck of a thing. And uh, I, I was up in the mountains. To, I, do, I had a two hour drive um, a week and a half ago and there was still snow. So it, it was very, very mild weather. Like temperatures are very, very comfortable. Um, so you don't have to go very far um, to find a very um, safe 
weather to to hike in. So we don't want to encourage you to hike it in unsafe, really, really hot weather. But there are really some wonderful close by mm-hmm. mountain ranges you can consider to really feel like you're mm-hmm. removed from removed from your normal daily life, uh, but you're doing so in a way that's, you know, outdoorsy and safe and also not swelteringly, mind-numbingly hot. <laughs> right. Um, so what's the, I know there was another, oh yeah, yeah. So another thing I wanted to bring up, uh, Emily, was the sort of idea of turning your home into a vacation destination. Now, Emily, remind me, do you live in a palatial mansion? Well, if you call my a uh, two-bedroom apartment and palatial mansion, then yes. I mean, it could be palatial compared to other <laughs> others. I I have a, a um, small, I mean, you've seen my house. I have a small three-bedroom bungalow. So I, I bring that up because, you know, I think when we talk about making your home feel like a vacation spot, it, it sounds a little bit far-fetched because the reality is most of us don't live <laughs> in a hotel-like zen uh, right. environment. You know, we have you know, varying living situations, varying amounts of people in our homes, various amounts of space. Um, That square footage is a precious, precious thing here. So all of this kind of, I think um, this recommendation is is kind of very much based on what works for everyone, you know, or what works for you specifically. But a couple of ideas about how to make your home uh, feel a little bit more like a vacation experience unto itself. is to one this might sound a little bit silly but but indulge in where you might want to go on a real vacation outside of san diego outside of california by bringing some of that um some of the the food from that location home so Mm -hmm. um you know bring instead of you know going to where you normally go order in from a restaurant that is representative of your future travels um, and, and a good thing about doing this is you are also helping the San Diego economy. Um, you know, indoor travel right now or indoor dining is not possible right now, but most are allowing, you know, indoor or outdoor um, seating and delivery and pickup. So you're, you're helping the local economy and, and you're able to kind of get a taste literally of what you <laughs> what you might look forward to in the future. Introduce different types of music into your home. Again, it, it sounds so simple, but it can be really effective. Um, if you're thinking about going to uh, the beaches, uh, you know, there's some really classic uh, um, bossa nova music that you could listen to. There are amazing uh, um, playlists on Spotify and Apple Music and Stitcher that provide a whole bunch of uh, recommendations based on different locales. So no matter where you're going, there's probably an associated kind of um, music and tone that you could introduce to your home too. If you have an outdoor space, make sure that you're making the most of it. Um, Again, it just depends on your situation, but make sure if you have an outdoor space to, you know, introduce some good lighting, uh, see if you can bring music out there and, or even just sort of enjoy that space in uh, peace and quiet mode. Um, other ideas mm-hmm. include, um, this is something I keep wanting to do myself, but other ideas include having your own film festival. I always think this would be really fun. Um, like pick a theme. Ooh. You, you know what I mean? Like, um, I've never watched any of the movies. Yeah. 
So I feel like that would be. A- oh yeah, actually I haven't. You either. haven't either. Okay, it makes me feel better. I think we're the two people in the world who haven't. I think I always get shamed for it. So I know, I know. I it's one of my. It is definitely one of those things that I I I always feel like I'm a little bit of, uh, removed from conversations when talking about movies, but. You know, if, if there's something you've always wanted to explore, like, you know, like Marvel or sci-fi blockbusters, if there's a theme, you could really, really um, uh, do something really fun with your own film festival. And bonus points, yeah. too, if you can uh, pop up a, um, an old bed sheet and have a projector and watch it outside. A bed sheet is a great. Uh, yeah, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. And that could be a lot of fun. Um and as you're, you're yeah, back. you can do that up against your garage. You exactly, one. exactly. Um, and so I think that and the classic camping, if you have a, if you have outdoor space again, um, camping in your own backyard, I, especially if you have children, I cannot tell you how much kids like this. And if it's a if it's a change for them, it'll be a change for you too. And even if you don't have children in the house, it still seems like a worthwhile activity. And oh yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's actually, you know, as we mentioned, there's a whole page on SharpNet dedicated. And I, so I won't go through all of the recommendations on this one, but there's a lot of ways that you can introduce, uh, again, it's, it's about changing your routine and about changing your environment. And if you can't do the, you know, if you can't do sort of the mini road trip that, um, Emily mentioned or get out there and do some hiking, uh, for whatever reasons, there's still ways to introduce a new element into your physical home environment. So those are just a few ideas. And mm-hmm. a lot of the others are listed on um, uh, SharkFest Health subsite on SharpNet. But that's ki- that's kind of it for me. I feel like um, th- those are sort of the three sort of overarching recommendations, right? It's, it's um, uh, making sure that your home is... Uh, has sort of its own transformed environment, committing to the staycation. And again, to kind of your point, Emily, making sure you're making the most of where you live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And for anybody who's listening, I'd be curious to know if you have any staycation tips. So if you do, you should email us at sharpbesthealth at sharp.com. And we would love to share your staycation tips um, we have a couple social media accounts that we share on pretty frequently. So we'd love to share them with your fellow employees. But this is such a, a different time for all of us. <laughs> what <do> you so <laughs> any, <laughs> any any tips or ideas that you have, let us know. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no, that's absolutely true. I, I think that um I'm always amazed when we ask for feedback or ask for people's insights. Uh, you know, it feels like we get these recommendations that could be their own podcasts unto themselves. Um, so yes, we definitely right. want to hear hear from you. So yeah, please please heed Emily's request. Um, and yeah, check out those accounts. So um, we'll again put our link to our page on SharpNet into the show notes for this episode. But other than that. Um, I I think we can leave it there. What do you think, my house? Sounds good. Yep. I don't think there's anything to add. All right, then. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Please stay safe. Please take care of yourselves. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness 
by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.